Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of Dream, Visualize, Achieve. And the episode title is called Fatherhood. And today we have a special guest with us. He's a singer, a rapper, a songwriter, producer, teacher, mentor, businessman, author, videographer, father of three kids. He speaks a lot about his journey as a stay-at-home father and managing his business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Tony Az. Wow, what an intro, boy. How's it going? (laughs) Thank you. I'm good, my brother. I'm good. Thank you very much for joining us today. No problem Um, at all. Fatherhood is fatherhood is a big one for me man do you know what i mean mm. and there was nobody better that i was going to sit down to really chew this up with um okay. apart from you there was uh, no competition hands down just simply because is, of bro. everything that you've been doing in terms of um you showing your story about how you stay at home dad how you you know look yeah. after the kids and then how you do your business and stuff like that so what I wanted to do is for us to just really chew up, um, uh, understand the role of why is uh, uh, fatherhood so special to you? Oh man, that's a that's a deep one. I think if I really reflect and look inward, maybe growing up without a father, maybe is where it stemmed from. Um, if I get deep with it, because you know my dad passed when I was really young. Like my dad passed when I was like six years old. Um, like my mom never remarried or anything so like so to be honest I don't even have memories of calling anyone dad type of thing so I guess having that void um, in my life I guess subconsciously it was always a thing of you know and this is just now me getting older and I reflect on these things it might have been a thing of you know if I I was ever a dad or whenever I'm blessed to be a dad I'm going to make sure I'm there type of thing you know what I mean come on mate but although you know my my dad passed away so you can't you know you can't help that and no one can tell when we're going to leave this place but you know and I think maybe with that in mind as well it's maybe a thing of well as long as I'm here and for as long as I'm here let me try and be here as much as I can so maybe that also played a part in it so um yeah that's a really interesting because no one's ever really asked me that question before but really on um, thinking about it that's probably where it all kind of stemmed from and me just wanted to be just hair yeah bro like from that point so, of view yeah go on so i mean what i was going to say is first of all i didn't know i'm really sorry to hear the news that you lost your dad when you were uh, so young because obviously i know you very personally and obviously the the there's a social media side as well isn't it Do you know what mm-hmm. i mean of what you put out and stuff like that so i i know that you're an amazing dad and um, also, you know, we're both black fathers, okay, yeah, yeah. in the UK, mm. which is one of the things that we we would we'll touch on. But it's really interesting because to me, I think you're an amazing dad um, in terms of you know your 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 beliefs, your values, and, and and your attitudes towards how you're raising your kids, and you know, and your 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 story, you know, behind how mm. you left your full time job to sort of take on this role as a stay at home dad which even in 2021 is not really a thing that's really still um that everyone's doing kind of thing do you know what i mean there's a few mm. people started to do this stay at home dad so you're probably one of the people at the forefront of it do you know what i mean mm. and that's commendable and you know i just wanted to know to you know have that conversation with you that's why i asked you that question like you know what is you know so special 
about you um what special about being a father mm. and it's amazing because a lot of people feel like that you need a great example in order to be something mm. but here you are saying you know unfortunately you lost your dad when you were six years old but the question i didn't have is did you have positive role male models in the house around the house that sort of molded you to be the person you are nah like yeah that's the thing it's funny you said it because ironically i had none bro like um i had i had an uncle when i got to about so let's say my dad passes when i'm about six when i get to about 11 12 when i moved to sierra leone i had my uncle about you know i do have and he's if i think about father figure-esque he, he was kind of he wasn't fully fully but he was you know he'd look out for me and give me words of advice now and again um so i had him for about two three years in my life to be fair but really and truly nah bro like um and it's a mad one because like when I think back to my earlier music, there's actually a song I wrote about not having, you know, we never had no father figures about it. Was, it was, and it's crazy how that manifests. But then coming back to, I guess, me being a dad, it's, it, you know, my whole thing about being a dad originally stems from just being there. Like, even when I speak to people about fatherhood and, you know, dads that, you know, like like I had a conversation with my dad who was like, you know, it was his daughter's birthday's coming up, but he ain't got money, so he's not sure what to do or go around. And my thing is always just be there. So it's always been for me, like, I guess from not having anyone about, it's just be there. Whether I got money, whether, you know, I'm getting it wrong, whether whatever, I think originally, initially it has to start from just be there, just be about, let them know you're available whenever they need you and you figure it out as you go along so i think that's where my motivation has stemmed from in an indirect way if that makes sense that's really interesting because you know you have most people that say in order to be something you need a positive example of it so Mm. case in point a lot of this single moms that are trying to raise this men and there's a lot of conversation about if there's a lot of role positive role model around then maybe then this can be possible mm. so i mean basically what your story is telling us is actually you know it is very possible uh yeah. for there not to be a male positive role model or male role model around and you to still turn out okay because it just depends on i suppose what environment you're in what you're um being poured into and i suppose the person that you are as well yeah but it's really interesting because my my story is completely different I've okay. got an amazing dad. Do you mm. know what I mean? You know, mm. he's not perfect, but he's great. Like you say, he's there. And right. actually he was ahead of time because most African men, as we know, are not very uh, mm. emotionally involved in raising their children. But yeah. actually my dad was very much so involved. You know what I mean? Mm. He, he used to tell me how much he loved me all the time. He used oh, to tell me how proud he was. So that's why it made me feel very comfortable in myself to be mm. able to express my feeling and not receive any judgment. I don't care what you think or how you feel. I'm mm. going to express my my feelings because that's yeah. what my dad did. So mm. I didn't know any different. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. for me, I had a I had a positive role model, and he is who I actually try and emulate. And I that's always nice. feel like I always fall fall short. Do you know what I mean? Because he was mm. just, just such an amazing man that he, he he studied philosophy and he did a lot of things. And the way he raised us was just to make us articulate question things challenge things and speak our minds 
you know what I mean? And I'm trying to raise my my children in the same fashion. Oh yeah, know? I like that. So, mm-hmm. just to move the, the the conversation slightly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's very big um, at the moment is you know because we both live in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that the community we live in and the society we live in lets us know that we're black fathers. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like that's different from any kind of fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a difference? I mean, do you feel there is a difference? Like being a black father in the UK, is there something about it? Is there is is it is there I, this thing? I think the perception of us is different, but I think being a dad is being a dad. You know, whatever your color or creed or whatever. But I think the perception of us, because there's a perception that we're not about, for example. Like, if you think about how the, the, the media portrays us kind of thing. And I don't know, like, people could, might pull up statistics or whatever and say, OK, well, this amount of black families don't have a father in it or whatever. I don't know. But the but the, the perception is that we're not about. So the perception is it's just a bunch of black single mums out here, black dads, we just have kids and then we bounce. So there is that perception. So even in me, if I bring in the stuff I do on social media and my whole brand has always been about, has always been underpinned by being a, a present and active black father and kind of celebrating that. But celebrating it in the sense of like showing that we're out here, but not to say that I deserve any kind of medal because I'm just doing what I feel every father should be doing. You know what I'm trying to say? But sometimes yeah. with the way things are perceived and even sometimes how I'm treated like by, you know, women, black women or, or even other black fathers, but more so black women, you know, it's like I'm a unicorn out here, but then I'm like, well, no, we're out here. Like I know, you know, like all the, all my, you know, my friends that are dads are there for their kids. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I don't associate with, but not to say they're not out there. Of course I know there's brothers out here that ain't looking after their kids and ain't about and whatnot, whatnot. But in the, the same token, there are a lot of us that are out here that are stepping up for our children kind of thing, whether they're with the mum or they're not with the mum. So I just wanted to highlight that because like I say, in this society that we are in, the perception can very much leave you thinking that, yeah, black men just have kids and they bounce kind of thing. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, battle against that a little bit. Uh, and you know what the thing is? It is mm. It's commendable because mm. I feel exactly the same. You mm. know, of all my friends, you know, and all the friends that I have, I can't, I can't really point anyone to say, they don't really look after the kids mm. because there are some that obviously yeah relationship breakup it happens but mm-hmm. they're all involved in the children's life do you yeah, understand man. what i'm saying to you mm. so this perception i don't know where it's really come from do you know what i mean because in one way or the other they are involved in the children's life do you know yeah. but yes yeah. is there's this perception to say well you know and i don't understand where that started from but mm. the reality of the matter is is that there's a lot of young black fathers out there that are doing an amazing job they're doing an incredible job and yeah. this fact that we're misrepresented again mm-hmm. in the society in the media is one of these things that's really poignant and i feel like you know it's something that we need to do something about that you're doing something about with the story that you're telling about your life and you know how you are doing your your your, your business and how you're raising your kids and stuff like that that I'm also doing in terms of showing it that you know what we are out here, like mm. you say, because it's 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 just one of those things that I hear what they say, but I can't see it because I looked around. I, I you know when you look around 
yeah. let me see if there's actually any of people that I know that is not looking after their kids. Yeah, because yeah. the term look, the term looking after, I feel like it's subjective. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. To you? Mm, so to mm. me, if you say you're not involved in your child's life, it's meaning like you're not interested and you don't want to be involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every single person that I know that is black, that is a father, wants to have a part in the children's life. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying to you? Mm. Whether mm. they're allowed to or not, that's a different story. And they're yeah. fighting to have mm. access to their kids. Yeah, um, we're right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So so we are out here. Mm. And the things, one of the things that's also uh, really comes to mind that I wanted us to really talk about Mm-hmm. Is do you worry about your kids experiencing racism and discrimination? Hello, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went All quiet good. for a minute. Eh? Yeah, that was how I stepped to do. speaking to the kids. I was like, "Shh, I'm on the phone." Um, okay. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a really interesting conversation because I was thinking about, for example, our kids being born in this country right you know undoubtedly like, like I was born in this country I was born in London but I, I was you know fortunate enough to spend some time in Sierra Leone so that kind of anchors me a little bit but like I, I think about our children that are born here so they're now like my kids are now what second generation British quote unquote um, they're not gonna have as much allegiance to Sierra Leone as I do unless I pack up shop and take them back. You know, we try, go, we, I mean, we've been on holiday once so far. Um, and you're going to try go as much as you can, but financially it's a bit of a strain. You, it's not like, you know, just popping down to Spain where you can probably go every year. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of our situation, there's a, a family of five, the tickets are like 700 pound each, whatever. It's not something we can do every year, but maybe, you know, I'm working on it anyway, if business goes well. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm aware that or I was thinking that their allegiance will more likely be to the United Kingdom than to Sierra Leone. But then with that in mind, I'm aware that when it hits the fan, when something goes wrong, you are going to be reminded that you're not of this land, that you're a foreigner. Do you know what I mean? So I do, I mean, case in point, the football the other day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Any excuse, they're going to remind you. When things are Mm. good, you're British, you're one of us. When things go left, yeah. you're a foreigner yeah, yeah, yeah. or the son of you're an immigrant or the daughter. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've known this yeah. time. Like, we've all known this time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the only thing I worry about because like I say, as our generations, the, the longer and longer we stay here, right? And without having our kids, you know, because the longer we're here, the, the less and less African our children are going to be. Do you know what I mean? That's just what it is. As, as as much as I don't want that to be the situation, and and you try and ground them as as best as possible, but you're living here twenty four seven. We're all living here twenty four seven. This is what it is, type of thing. So, but have you have you had that conversation with your kids that somebody's gonna not like you? No, I don't skin? know. I mean, my eldest is nine. I've got a nine, seven, and a four year old. So. Like my my my, I no, we haven't outright had the conversation, but obviously me and the missus have certain conversations about Wagwan, and it, it's hard to know what to bring them in on and, and educate them about. So I, I, we're, we're you know we're dancing around the issue a little bit, but you know they very much because I think for for me it, it's more so just trying to educate them as much as possible about where they're from. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm West I, African. I understand. 
my I'm West African, my missus is East African. So we're trying to go from that point of view to, to let them have some kind of idea about their identity, some kind of sense of self. Mm. Being very aware that they are African, we are African. But like I say, that the notion that or the the reality that we are here every single day, they're gonna live most of their life here for the foreseeable future unless something drastic changes then it's just I, I guess at some point they do have to be aware yeah so I guess from maybe them eavesdropping on me and mum's conversation they might be aware of it but we haven't had a direct convo with them about it so what's interesting so my eldest is 13 okay and then I've got 11 mm. about to be 12 and then I've got 6 year old and right. we've had a conversation okay because for me it's very important that mm. um, we talk about these things and I and I saw a documentary as well on the BBC um which they were trying to do from America, some experiment are talking about race to start in schools. Mm-hmm. What was very evident is that they separated kids, you know, kids that you, you if you're white English, go on this mm-hmm. side. If you're black or you feel like you, you're, 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 you know, uh, you feel that you're black or you're mixed or whatever, or you're mm-hmm. Asian or whatever, then, then you go to the, to the um, ethnic minority section. So, <laughs> There was a there was a girl that you know like my kids their mum's white and black um, her mum's um, her dad or mum's white and her dad's Indian I think somebody's yeah so she's mixed and she really didn't know where to go right. and one of the black kids said to her listen you look like us come here Do you know what I mean <laughs> so literally she was pulled in there but the reason why I bring this up it's that very quickly in the ethnic minority group these children were very happily openly discussing about race like there was no the teacher said okay how do you feel about it and they just started now mm. when you go to the white counterpart they really they, they didn't know what to say they were just looking like what, what, what? and the reason is for because of this kinds of conversation that happens in black households right that parents yeah. prepare their kids and talk yeah. about race so yeah. i sat my children and i said listen to me there is going to be somebody you know i shouldn't say an idiot but an idiot out there that's yeah. uh, not gonna like you simply because of the color of your skin. And there's gonna be certain things that you've worked hard for that you're trying to get that might, you might not get just because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to tell you is that it's not gonna, it shouldn't dissuade you from chasing mm-hmm. what you need to chase. It mm-hmm. shouldn't make you feel any less of a person. The mm-hmm. issue is with that person. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying to you? So, so you give them that power and at the same time, educate of self so you're educating them about who they are mm. who they come from so not mm. necessarily oh you come from africa and all of these kinds of things which is obviously true because that's where i come from mm-hmm. and i was actually born in nigeria but mm-hmm. it's also more to the point relative who your grandfather is what he yeah. did yeah yeah yeah, who yeah your yeah. great grandfather is what he did and what he's done so mm. your king your royalty you you're different so you need to walk different do you know what i mean and mm. and, and have that sort of confidence about you so, and I think the, the reason why I brought that up is just simply because I want them to be prepared. So when yeah. that moment comes, it doesn't do as much damage as it could because they're already aware of it. That, okay, yeah. this is what dad was talking about. So I've got tools already to deal with it. That I'm not the problem, you're the problem. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah. That, that, and that's the reason why I felt quite comfortable. And I, I, cause I know a lot of, a lot of us black people, we have different experiences depending on where you live. I've mm-hmm. experienced a lot of racism, direct and indirect racism. So mm-hmm. that's for me, it was very poignant for me that my kids were 
very aware about these conversations. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm. What What do you think can be done from a father's perspective, perspective, to prepare our kids? Apart from the fact that we sit them down, we talk to them. What would you would you if you were to get your kids ready about this? About um, the, the, the potential racism. That point yeah. of view. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think one thing I noticed, and we did, and I encourage all black people to do, go to Africa more. Mm. Because sometimes it's 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 you know, you can teach something, you can tell somebody something, or you can show them something. And I think they have very different effects on the human brain. So, like, I could tell you, you know, black people are great. We've done this, we've done that, we've done that. And then you can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can show you kind of thing. Mm. Um, And that's one of the things. And even just to let them know that there are places where you are not the minority, you know, because there's something very powerful of, of you take your kids to, and I saw this myself, like, you take your kids to Africa, or, you know, we've been Gambia, we've been Sierra Leone, right? You take your kids to, even when we went Gambia, for example, and they look around and everyone looks like them. There's something very powerful in that. There's something very settling in that. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, you feel like you're home because over here, we are the minority. When they, they call us the ethnic, we are, I mean, there's only X amount of thousand black folk in this country where you really break it down kind of thing so we are the minority so imagine you go to a place where the police officer is black the lawyer is black the magistrate is black the this is black the that is black because even just being here you know there's some of the things that hold us back in our communities over here is like we ain't never seen a black person that's done da 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 we ain't never seen, or the kids don't see enough black accountants, enough black lawyers, enough black GPs, enough black this, enough black that. So sometimes when our kids aren't seeing that, they don't even think that they could be a lawyer. They could be an accountant. They could be a this, they could be a that. Because sometimes you have to see yourself in that role or see someone that looks like you in that role. Even when you speak about the royalty thing, if you come from royalty, if you've been here and you're conditioned to this system, you would assume the only kings and queens are white folk. Do you know what I mean? But if you take your people back and you take them to your village and you show, yo, this is our bloodline, this is the chief, this is the king, and they're like, what? He looks like me. Oh, okay. So we do have kings and queens. We do have princesses. We do have princes. We do have chiefs and chiefdoms. And so I think I, I really encourage black folk, like, especially if you have kids, as, as much as you can, take them to, and even if it's not even your own African country, because sometimes I have these debates, and people are like, oh, you know, some, someone might tell me, oh, I'm, you know, I'm from Ghana, I don't really want to go to Ghana, because it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, one, you can go to Ghana and go to another part of Ghana. You don't have to go to where your family is if you don't want to see your family. But um, you could go to another African country, because it's the same, it's going to have the same effect. The fact that, you or you now or your children are now going to see or even for adults who don't really get out of Europe that much and don't go back home enough you're going to feel you're going to be in the majority and there's a difference to that and you're going to know that yeah okay I might be but I might be an ethnic minority over here kind of thing but there's places in the world that I'm, I can go and I can slot right in and everyone looks like me kind of thing so I think that's so one of, it is important and I think also one of the things that do worry me as a father mm. is, you know, we want to protect our kids. I mean, mm. we can't wrap them in cotton wool. 
but you want to make sure they're equipped with the best tools to deal with outside. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the things that does worry me is the the, the the subtle racism. Yeah. And the impact it does have on your mental health. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you have to be mentally strong in order yeah. to, to ignore these things. Yeah. And I, I, I worry about these things because I feel like, you know, kids don't see they don't see colour they don't see that they're different until somebody starts pointing out the fact that they're different and once that starts you understand what I'm saying to you he then creates this this thing about self and if you don't know yourself then you can easily lose yourself and as a father this is what I worry about when I think about it that I don't want my children to lose themselves when mm. somebody comes in and points certain things out because yeah. The, the, the everything that's that 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 like you say you know it, it, I think it's m- mandatory that if you're if you know if you're born in this country or not born in this country and you got as a father to make sure that your kids can go somewhere visit somewhere to see themselves yeah in as a majority to see wow do you understand what I'm saying to you mm-hmm. and if you're not able to afford to do that then books is very important. So yeah. what they mm. watch, what they see, so they can see things that looks like them. And yeah. the reason why I say that is because my my son, when he was about nine years old, he said to me, um, I don't want to be African. And I said, why? He said, well, because all the TV, all the time, all there's only the African kids with flies in their mouth begging for me. Mm. I don't want to be not African. And it, mm. it then dawned on me that everything that he's watching mm-hmm. about black on TV or whatever, it's a, it's got negative connotation with it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I needed now to start this positive, positive reinforcement. So yeah. now I have to sort of like police what they watch and what they see and yeah. make sure there's an, enough, there's a balance. You understand yeah. what I'm saying to you? So yeah. they get the whole truth, not just an element because then to me, I'm okay, I'm good. But then mm-hmm. as a father, you need to be very conscious about what these kids are seeing in order to understand themselves and also yeah. to know themselves so that when that thing then, then, then does happen they don't lose themselves because the sad truth is uh, uh, our mental health institution is mm-hmm. full of young black men I've heard and, I've heard and, uh, yeah. and I believe the reasons why it is because of racism because nobody talks about mental health and racism and the mm-hmm. impact that it has on you do you understand what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big, big, massive thing because I spoke to you uh, earlier on this year regarding about how this white lady in the gym attacked me. Do you I understand remember. what I'm saying to you? I remember. So, yeah. so you know, it, it, it's it's a thing that does happen, mm-hmm. but that one is a direct one. But imagine the subtle one. I mean, how long, like you know, like you mentioned the footballers earlier. You know, this yeah. barrage of 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 support, yes, which is amazing and fantastic, and we're grateful for people that are having a voice to speak up. But the negative voices are also directed at these young gentlemen. And mm-hmm. whether they like it or not, they're gonna they're gonna feel it. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it hurts. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can know how much you're loved and whatever, but that that pain is there. That damage is there. And you yeah. know what I mean? So how what 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 processes do we have in place to help that? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Because all we were taught was just, you know, just be strong and do you know what I mean? Get on with it. Yeah, and it's still the same sort of thing that's still on right now. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying to you? There needs to be a conversation to be had about the support. Do you know what I mean? That especially when it comes to mental health and how it's it it it, it is handled. Mm, mm. 
I agree with that. I mean, I, I have heard that because I've got a friend who works in uh, mental health and he was telling me the, the thing about a lot of black men being in there. Um, yeah, bro, I think this this society that we live in, it's because there's this thing because my, my missus is a counsellor and there's this term in counselling, I think, called being your authentic self. And I mm. think that's one of the things that kind of, you know, like that notion of, you know, a black person at home or we go out into society or we're in a workplace and we 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 don't always show exactly who we are because we're holding you know even if you take it on superficial not superficial but on obvious things like you know our women not being able to wear their hair how they want to wear their hair for fear of looking yeah. quote unquote unprofessional or whatever like you got shit like that yeah. like stuff well, like that yeah, we're, we're too loud. We're too. You're too this. You're you know, too that. These, so you know, you know, yeah, we have you, you know, you know, 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 know. have you, you got your telephone work yeah. boys. You got your so so you can never yeah. really be yourself, kind of thing. And I think yeah. that can take its toll and kind of has took its toll. And, and I think to link it back to, um, uh, there was something else you said that I wanted to link back to the whole notion of why it's important for us to be going to Africa as much as we can and take our children to Africa as much as you can so that you can see that and just being in an environment do you know what I mean oh yeah when you were saying the thing about your your your, your was it your son that said that the image of the black people with flies on their mouth and da 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 da, da, yeah, da. yeah 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 again it's, it's good for us to go back home and see that there's a lot of wealth in Africa as well. Like there's people living good in Africa as well. Like it's not just this. Because also I think sometimes with this mental health thing, because I was saying this to my friend the other day and he was telling me about the whole mental health thing. And he told me some, you know, scenarios about certain guys. And I was like, why don't they just go back home? And these are guys that were kind of, they weren't born in England. They had come over here, somehow something's happened and they've ended up in the mental health system kind of thing and going through rear tete. And one of my things was, you know, and we were talking about that, but I think, it, it becomes even more of an issue. Obviously, a lot of us are born here, we're raised here, we, we, we have roots here. But if you're in a scenario or you're in an environment where you just know it's not working for you, it's good if you have somewhere else to go. You get what I'm it trying is. to say? But, but if but, you're but not aware is... of it, if you're not aware of it, then you might feel that this is... Because, because bro, like if, if there's someone that's living here and they've lived here most of their life, and you can get to the acknowledgement of the fact that, yo, this place ain't good for me. You need to have somewhere to go. But if but you don't is, know no better, but yeah, go on. Because the difficulty is, it's, this is your home. So if you consider this place your home, yeah, no matter where you go, this is always going to be your home. Do you understand what I'm saying? So my, 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 my kids, your kids, you know, we take them back to Africa and whatever, they can see it, they can understand it, be powerful, but this is always going to be considered their home. So for somebody to leave their home, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying to you? It, it's, it's a big deal. So mm-hmm. what, what, what we're trying to, to say is, do you know what? Mm-hmm. This situation cannot be done by avoidance anymore. That's the way we would talk. To avoid the situation, don't say anything back. Just ignore them. They'll go away. Yeah. Obviously, that doesn't work. You know what I'm saying to you? So we need to start looking at situations and say, this is your home. You have every right to be here. You have no, every true. right to exist. It's one of one of these Maslow's hierarchy law of of surviving or something, if I understand mm, it right. Which is yeah. in order to be your to be your authentic self and to, to be able to allow to to be a human being. Mm-hmm. And for so so for my thing is 
yes, you know, for them to leave that space to be able to recover, get better, by some point they're going to want to come back if this is what they consider their home. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And if we don't make any changes, then they're still just going to go back into the same situation. So what I'm trying to say as a father mm. is making sure that, you know, there's certain things that I'm doing now. And that's why sometimes I'm compelled to speak on certain issues, not for mm. myself, but for mm. my children's sake, mm. to make sure that the environment that they grew up in is a different environment. So from that, because, you know, changing people's perspective. So I don't get angry when people say negative connotation about my color or things like that. I educate. Right. Because if I educate you, then you're going to go away and educate more other people that's around you and you're going to reflect. But if I fit into that uh, uh, already idea that you had in your head of what I'm like, it doesn't change nothing. We don't move on. You know what I'm saying to you? And I might upset when people say, of course, who's, when that woman attacked me, of course I was upset. But mm. this, it, it's, for me, my, my thing is I need to change. I need to change the whole concept of how you see us, of what you've been told we're like, because the reality is it's not true. And a lot of people now, because of social media, are starting to see it's not true. I mean, look at all the marches and look at everything. There's a lot of people now, white, black, Asian, everybody saying, no, this is not on. Mm. Everybody is, you know what I mean? It's everybody. Everybody needs to be treated the same and shown the same amount of respect. But you still have, obviously, these individuals that feel a certain type of way. Now, going back to, 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 sorry to cut you, Mm. Going back to father, because I'm, I'm really uh, uh, looking at time here, mm. is, I mean, you sort of answered this question, really, which is, oh. does a positive male role model mm-hmm. necessary in order to be a good father? And clearly, by your story, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, they're, they're not necessary. I mean, obviously, it would help, but no, it's not. And, and I think you, you touched on something earlier when you said it depends on the type of individual that you are. So you know someone could go for a scenario and it could influence them to copy that scenario or it could influence them to go against it and do the total opposite so in my in my situation i never had it so i wanted it and i wanted to be the best version of it that i could be some people might come from that and they'd be like oh i don't have a dad so i don't know what it's that to be a dad so oh well let me just whatever so it, it really depends but in terms of do you need to have a, a good role model to no you don't like do you know okay. what i mean you don't so, I think, so I'm, mm. I'm i'm just gonna say my my, my um uh, wrapping up points and then yeah yeah i'm gonna allow you to say yours and then i'm gonna uh, uh, uh close it off yep, so for me i think i just want to say that all, all young black fathers black fathers in general you guys are doing an amazing job this ain't easy do you know what i mean at all in any shape form at all but I think there's certain things that we've highlighted in these conversations that are necessary, which is know thyself. So mm-hmm. however you do that, whether taking the kids back to the motherland or mm-hmm. showing them um, books, movies, that so they can see themselves in a different place. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So they mm-hmm. can understand that, who they really are and the true story. Teach them. So if you, in order to teach, you need to know. So educate yourself on who you really are, you know, your heritage, where you really come from and all mm-hmm. that because all of that concept sorts of help um mm-hmm. i think having that conversation about um people will dislike you just because of the color of your skin so that mm-hmm. they're prepared in 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 order to have some tools and how to use it so that it doesn't not damage them but it doesn't have too much of a negative effect on them because there's nothing wrong with them. the the person that has an issue is the person that's coming with the hate if that makes sense really mm-hmm. um and that just being present 
makes a massive difference. You know, I know we're not going to all get on and sometimes relationship doesn't work, but the kids need you. They need you to be present. They don't need money. They don't need anything like that. They just need your time. They need you to be there. Do you know what I'm saying to you? For you to see them grow and stuff like that and and, and show them some love. And that's all I have to say, really. Yeah, bro. No, I love that. And I'll concur with with a lot of those points. I mean, in terms of being a dad, you know, like I've said, like, you know, a lot of us, for whatever reasons, maybe didn't grow up with fathers, but you can still be a great father, like, do you know what I mean? Um, and I would just determine a great father is just a dad that's there, like you also said, like, regardless of your financial situation, regardless of whatever, regardless of whether you feel like you're doing it right or whatever, step one is just being there, just being about, you know, it's one of them things you learn it on the job, like, no one's going to prepare you for this, there's no books that you can read or whatever, so some of it is going to be your learning on the job. And step one is just really just being there as, as, as much as you can and as best as you can for your children. Um, because it is our job to guide and protect them and nurture them into becoming, you know, responsible adults that can go into the world and look after themselves and start their own families, you know what I mean? And keep the thing going. Um, also, in terms of the the our black kids, I think everything starts from home so I, I'm, I'm definitely for you know looking inward so educating ourselves on who we are and it's not even just on you know you were we were once african kings and queens etc even if you don't want to go that deep but even just start from your own bloodline one of my friends said this to me once even if we just start from our own bloodline like who was your father who was your grandfather who was your grandmother and just follow your own bloodline and then, you know, there's greatness in that in itself. And just go back as far as you can go. And then you might end up in wherever your people's village is or country is or whatever. But just a bit of sense of self. Because I think when we have a bit more sense of self and, and we create that environment within our homes where our kids know who they are, they're comfortable in who they are, they're proud of who they are. Then when we send them out into the world, um, because for all intents and purposes, we, we try our best and we're going to carry on educating people and enlightening people. But once they're out in the world, we can't control that environment. And you are going to come across, like you said, numpties or whatever, whatever, who are going to whatever. Or there's also systems in place that are going to come against us as black folk. But if we try to educate our kids and build up our kids as much as we can within our homes through education through traveling through whatever a history of thyself and all that kind of stuff then we give them a better standard when we send them out into the world and in addition we continue to you know educate people on how to treat us and how to look at us and how to perceive us through our own actions you know what i mean so yeah man that's where i'd leave that but big up to all the dads like yeah. you know what i mean keep doing it keep awesome. doing it so so um episode five is uh called uh social media age and uh, this one we're mm-hmm. going to be joined by a very good friend of mine uh selena who's an expert on social media marketing and stuff like that and oh, we're cool. going to be discussing the positive and the negative of social media does the positive outweigh the negative any concerns of our children using social media what concerns you most as a parent on social media and what is the most concerning as a user do you think better regulations are needed how can you be safe on social media does mm-hmm. this this will take you more seriously can you function without social media in this day and age so i've been tj shinyabala your host 
And as always, my music and my book, Humble Pie, is available to download on my website, fourfingers.com. My guest is Tony Az, and you can download his book and his music on his site, which is tonyaz.com. Thank you very much, and see you in the next episode. Thank you.